Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to this very special edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. It has been quite the week, let me tell you. I am in Hawaii right now, uh, Mililani to be exact, and it's been it just so much travel, so much... I'm just a zombie, that's all I'm going to say right now, but uh, I was in Kansas City last night to see my team, the Chiefs, um, which was pretty fun. And of course, it was a great game on Thursday night, but... You know, that's my life, sports travel, and that's what Hawaii Sports Fans is. And that's um, really what that experience that I want to deliver is that same fan experience that I've had. And I've had just a really crazy fan experience, a personal fan experience from Michigan last week, which we're going to talk about today. Um, and we have a very special guest today to talk about that um, with us as well. And that's something to expect on today's show. It's going to be a very quick, special show, but we still want to talk about Michigan. We want to talk about the game coming up against Duquesne. Um, and we also, you know, want to just stay consistent because I know everybody wants this uh, amazing content that we have here at Hawaii Sports Fans. But, you know, at the core of Hawaii Sports Fans is our travel and going to Michigan. And then for our tour, we went to the Detroit Lions game against the Philadelphia Eagles in Detroit at Ford Field. And it was such an amazing experience. And to be in the Hall of Legends was just really cool. And, you know, that's the Hawaii Sports Fans difference. You know, for our clients at Hawaii Sports Fans, we'll go the extra mile to do things like the Hall of Legends an all-inclusive all game long buffet that only usually season ticket holders can get. But, you know, with Hawaii sports fans, we want to get our clients. We want to feel like the locals and feel like the home team wherever we are. And um, I'm just so happy that I was able to pull that off and have a great time. And from there, I actually went to Chicago. I saw a White Sox game. That was my 16th MLB park. So I'm just over the halfway point now and seeing all the MLB ballparks. But I had a client uh, or someone uh, recently told me that they wanted to do a a bucket list baseball tour. So that's something I definitely have always wanted to do. And now that we're 10 years into this crazy experiment of mine called Hawaii sports fans, I think it's time that we finally do baseball. I mean, we've been to the Super Bowl seven times, so let's do a baseball tour as well. Um, but Chicago white Sox, what a great experience. What a great ballpark. I had such a fun time there. And then I went on to Kansas city and got to see the chiefs, um, in a really amazing game. And, um, if you get to ever sit in, those are my, my personal season tickets, which is amazing because, you know, as for me as Wang Poito, I'm, I'm all about that fan experience for myself and wanting to be there for my teams. And it was great to be there in my season ticket seats at Kansas City. And just like I'll be there tomorrow for my season ticket seats um, at T.C. Ching Field. And with that, I want to bring in a very special guest who went um, as well to Michigan and um, made that travel from uh, Honolulu. And we all made several jumps across the country. It's funny. Um, if you ask people, like, how did they get there when we were in Michigan at our pregame pa'ina party that we had on Friday night before the game, which was so fun. Um, everybody just had different um, just stories, just travel stories. So come with Hawaii sports fans and we'll try and minimize some of those crazy fake travel stories for you because um, that's what we are. One-stop shop, be able to do everything and plan. But um, on the other end, there are guys like Ryan. And uh, Ryan Stu, our, our special guest today, who was there in Michigan, and he flew up from uh, Hawaii. Um, and we actually ran into each other in Dallas, at Dallas Airport. 
and uh, we got to play Madden because Ryan got access to this really cool club. So, uh, but Ryan, what's up, Ryan? How are you tonight? Hey, how's it, Wayne? Yeah, it was a little bit of crazy travel for me. I uh, it, it took me five flights to get to Detroit. Uh, slightly partial on my choice. Uh, I, I switched my flights last minute from uh, a single stop to a double stop just so I can clear first class on a couple legs. Um, and yeah, the timing was really fun at DFW. Um, there's this game lounge with my priority pass, and you know that you just get a couple snacks, a drink, and yeah, Wayne and I got to play. Madden and MLB the show at yep. the airport when we got to hang out for an hour. Yes. And I think we were both a little jet lagged and oh kind of, you know, couldn't really tell what time of day it was, but we both made our following flights to Detroit. So that was the important part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we made it to Detroit. We had a little um, party on Friday, had our friends from Nebraska who came in. If you ever mm-hmm. get to meet our friends, Jimmy and Turner, um, who are, are really, really big guys, so you can't miss them. They're both over like <laughs> six, 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 seven, um, and six, eight, possibly. I don't. They're they're giants, um, but <laughs> they are. Uh, they stay up at late night in Nebraska to watch UH football, and they love when we have these, you know, east of the Mississippi or at least Midwestern, um, you know, type of tours because it's perfect for them or or, or games that we play because it's perfect for them to be able to meet up with us on the road. And it's been awesome to, to have that camaraderie with fellow fans and fellow road warriors. And, and we saw that, um, you know, Ryan, and that's what, you know, we talk about all the time, going to places like Michigan, obviously going to this game as Hawaii fans, we were, we, we made a lot of jokes, but we were, we were, we were serious. We, 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 we were not going there to win. I mean, we, we knew that going in right. that was something that was an we objective to- as fans, you know, yeah, we went to cash a check. <laughs> <laughs> or at least collect the check. Hopefully it's cash yeah. cleared by I'm now. pretty sure it's a wire. I think it's that large of an amount. Hopefully it was oh, a wire. Yeah. But. Hopefully not in like crypto <laughs> or something. Let's keep it in, you know, cash. Right. You know, for you, Ryan, I, I mean, what was that just being in Arbor, um, that game day atmosphere? I mean, what, what strikes you as some of the, you know, just the traditions at Michigan or just the ambiance that um, really gave you that, Wow, experience. Well, I want to back up one sec with that weed and riot thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. To, uh, yeah. You, you totally missed through Friday. Um, I, I did. It was, it was Brandon, I believe, that was sitting to my right. I wanted to just give him a shout out. That guy was born and raised in Detroit and then for college decided to go to UH Hilo for two years and then graduated from UH Manoa and then is back living in Detroit. So his entire life has been in Michigan minus his four years of college. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. Cause that no, was, we do, we do. And know, I'm sorry. So we yeah. and Rye was the, <laughs> the name of the little sports bar that we, we yeah. gathered at in uh and little, I'm sure it's pretty large. Um, it was in Romulus, Michigan. So a very local yep. place. And we had some Michigan fans that we were bantering with already. And they were, mm-hmm. they came up to me. They're like, how'd you know about this place? And I was like, Oh, you know, I just know, but of course <laughs> I do my research and I want to find the good place. They're like, this is a great place. And it really was. I mean, in terms of having, um, you know, sports fans there that we knew would be there. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. they obviously people wearing the maize and blue right off the bat on a Friday night in Romulus. It's not like we're in Ann Arbor. And the reason we stayed in, in this part near the airport is because, um, you know, for us at, at Hawaii sports fans, we're going to the Lions game. We're going to um, take advantage of more parts of Michigan than just Ann Arbor. Um, but right. we're really close to Ann Arbor, like 20 minutes away. So it was perfect. And that whole area was just, you know, and obviously by the airport, you're going to have a lot of fans flying in. There are a lot of fans flying in right with us from mm-hmm. Dallas that lived in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, like my friends, Stevie and Joel made it all the way from Hawaii as well. And they, that's right. They stopped off um, in Vegas and 
they had their travel mishaps, which we won't get into, but you know, <laughs> they made it in one piece. And, um, but yeah, I mean, Friday night was great. We all got to hang out and, you know, talk story for a while and food was pretty good, uh, for the stuff I had anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, I had a large, very large pastrami sandwich was probably the most. That, that was made. pretty large. That was, yeah. Um, the nachos were huge. Yes. Um, the Cuban yes. I had was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was really cool. So was Alonzo Chop's ring. So Alonzo Chop was yeah. a member of the 2007 <laughs> Sugar Bowl team. He was there as well. He was had his yeah. uh, WAC championship ring, I believe was one of them, right? And the other one was a Sugar Bowl ring. Is that what he had? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They were so uh, cool. So I'm glad that he came out. Shout out to him. But shout out to guys like Brandon. Like, um, you know, like what he, first of all, Brandon looks like a local guy. Like I thought he was like, boy, <laughs> right. Yeah. He was wearing, he looked like a guy that stepped off of Bishop street. Like he was working <laughs> like in Bonnie tower or something. So he yeah, doesn't look like a, a downtown Hawaiian guy, but he was like, no, I'm from Michigan. And I was like, wait, wait, what, <laughs> what? And, but he's cut stay connected with us via Facebook, I believe as well. Our, um, mm-hmm. um warrior, Hawaii warrior football nation page on Facebook. Um, you know, and, and that's a great thing that links has been linking a lot of us with our friends in the mainland. When we get there, we always touch base with people that, you know, say they're going to come into town. So, um, yeah, warrior football nation, if you're on Facebook, go check it out. Um, go check that, that group out as well, because we will, we'll post in there, but of course you got to check out HI sports fans at HI sports fans, especially if you want to see some pictures from the wheat and rye, like talk about those guys that those Michigan guys are already kind of talking a little bit of trash, but it's funny because you can't really talk to trash when you're 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 51 point favorites. It's kind of like okay, you yeah. have to cover. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, I want to say like fans were pretty good for the most part. I mean, you know, super courteous, offering you know drinks, food, whatnot, and mm-hmm. the next day of the tailgate and stuff like that. So, you know, with with any large team, you're gonna have a couple of people that uh, may say certain things that yeah aren't necessarily you know. PG. <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Every, um, every fan think, base, a lot of fan bases have those type of people. Oh, I'm, you know, we have ours too. Uh, yes, 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 for sure. So, I mean, so yeah, yeah, it is different because, you know, you know, we expect to be, I don't know, it's like, come on, we flew so far. We are showing our true dedication. And, you know, there are people like, why would you come? But of course, right. we would go because of that experience to be able to, to cheer on our team, our own local team. And that was really fun, you know, that experience. But, you know, that game day experience, like it started, it starts from the night before people are either, you know, in bars like we are in around the campus or they're on right. the campus. They're already in RVs and stuff. So by Saturday, you know, we're getting ready to go. And um, there's a lot of different tailgates in Michigan. You know, they're another very tailgate rich tradition of, of, you know, having certain places, certain people, students go here, alums. So I love that, that experience. And, and that was something to me that definitely struck me was how coordinated it was as well. There are two golf courses across the street, right from across from the big M and that's yeah. where we were for most of our time and just people everywhere, which was really crazy. Yeah. We, we definitely learned that there are two different golf courses on yeah. that. They are not one, um, <laughs> you know, university of Michigan's golf course and then Ann Arbor's. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely, you know, that one fence that separates them. and yeah it's uh you know it's pretty cool to see that you know me as a golfer i'm not the biggest fan of having all these people just like running all over the fairways and yeah i know they pull stuff but it's just you know you've got cars driving over and parking on the side and but it was a pretty well kept yeah absolutely absolutely 
Yeah, I mean, so. very organized and, you know, this pricey. Obviously, people got to realize you got to pay $50 for here, 60 for the... There are two golf yeah. courses, which is very confusing because they're literally border each other. Like, And there's not even like a perfect border. It's like a semicircle within within yeah. a larger perimeter, which was really confusing. But all in all, you can park in either one and walk across, like 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 Ryan was saying, right? walk across fairways, walk across right. greens. I mean, um, you know, they, they probably put their landscapers, put a lot of work into. But honestly, those golf, golf courses probably are viewed as tailgating areas just as much as you know playing areas even though you're only tailgating on them well actually michigan has eight home games this year if you saw which is crazy yeah, they only have a lot of road games um but you know eight times a year those golf courses are turned into um just wild parties and not that wild but kind of wild and you before the um i think you went in ryan and i was you know stuck outside with in the rain delay and i got to um jump into a bunch of other tailgates and meet a bunch of other people i mean uh, just a really great collection of of people outside who are alums or former players. One guy was on that team that lost to Appalachian State. He's like, I actually wasn't on the field though, but I was on the sideline. And okay. uh, you know, he kind of rolled his eyes too. It's like that's the game they never want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I've told and you know we had this conversation though, but you know that Appalachian State team they went on and won the FCS championship that year, so yes. they weren't some random pushover. There was talent on there, you know, so you got to give them a little bit of credit here. This wasn't a fluke, you know, a random game. It was a legitimately good team, uh, you know, that competed that year. Absolutely. So it's yeah. still, still crazy for them to, you know, to pull that off, right? Absolutely crazy because, I mean, going into that atmosphere, 110,000 people plus, yeah. then being able to match. But let's face it, I mean, guys – at every position that are at least four star athletes, basically three star. I mean, but you're going to get four stars on both sides of the ball as well. And it's like, right. That's just something that is, you know, is a built in advantage for these schools off the bat because of just who they are and, and why, and it's not hard to, I mean, of course they have to play in their recruiting battles and win their recruiting battles, but mm, being a power right. five school just comes with so many more benefits and, and everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're recruiting their kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're going after, you know, the best kickers in the country, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously with money for travel and things like that and, and scouting. I'm, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a scout for a, you know, a P5 school and, yeah. and what kind of budgets they have as far as travel goes. And, you know, I, I doubt they're, you know, spending four seasons for like a scout or anything, by the yeah. way, I don't know if you saw that with the uh, arch manning with Texas, you know, they spent 280 K uh, oh t- to handle his family and friends, I guess on his visit, oh but they stayed at the four gosh. seasons in Austin. So there was okay. a whole like, you know, breakdown, um, you know, and you could go, we could talk for hours with, with NIL and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that's what it's like in a P five school, right? Yeah. They have not, you don't want to say money to just burn and throw away, but they have the funds to be able to spend money to really look at players, to entice players. And it's not just like, you know, a coach coming into your living room. It's your, this coach is saying, come here, bring your family, stay here. You know, I mean, they took Archon's family to like top golf. They had all kinds oh of, my gosh. yeah, it was all in this like, you know, bill that I, I didn't even yeah. read the whole like article, but yeah, I mean, 280K for a weekend. Wow. Yeah. So that's insane. Uh, and then let's be honest, right. like that's, that's just criminally insane, really. And especially right. when you're talking about kids and you're talking mm-hmm. about scholastic, you know, that really at the base of it is supposed to be academia. And we know that's a farce now. We know that 
you know, that the, the, the leagues are turning into minor leagues, you know, and we, I have to say finally, because let's be honest, you know, like players that are making, generating billions of dollars now, billions of dollars for their school, they, they need to get a cut. But, you know, with all of that, you know, and us as Hawaii in our mm-hmm. transitionary state, we knew that probably 51 points um, would still be hard to cover, but uh, we did do the job, but, um, and, yeah. And, um, you know, that, that was kind of impressive. Let's, so just to give people, um, you know, just a, a taste of where we were, cause we were in the sea of maize and blue UH fans. <laughs> yep. And, um, but in, some UH fans were in the U in the official visiting team section, which was way high in sky heaven, like row 80 and above, I believe. So literally to the tip of the bowl. Um, but where we were located was behind the team on the 10 yard line, uh, row six and seven. And that's why you should come with white sports fans. Um, so you get row six versus row 84. I mean, that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah. you know, we all had our challenges too, because we were surrounded by some people that were mostly nice, but definitely getting scared and definitely making comments at times. I don't know if there's anything you, you heard that surprised you or anything. No, not really. Uh, and you know, we, we also came in and, you know, being realistic, we're like, hey, let's, you know, I think, what was their goal? 10 first downs? Yeah, 10 first, first downs. Or, we or, said 10 first whatever. downs. And we were yeah. cheering hard and for every first down. Yeah. They were getting so mad. They were getting well, mad we, that I was cheering for first downs. Like, yes, first down. We got a first down and Wayne's celebrating like we scored a touchdown. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was a little surprised when it came to this, uh, you know, one, you know, the, the Hawaii Sports Fans seats were great. But I, I do feel like for the university ones, mm. looking at some of these photos in the past, they were so spread out. I was really confused because I saw stuff from both end zones with Hawaii fans posting photos and stuff like that. And then, you know, it was so scattered. It was just really interesting, like where exactly our visitor seat section was, you know, because there were basically those two large sections in both end zones, which I thought was odd. Uh, I don't know if they were just trying to separate us or like that's the only section that we got. Um but I don't know if you noticed that or, you know, at the game or not, just how scattered everyone kind of felt um, as far as up in it the did. stands. It for did, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just so um, many people there that it's just, it's just like a huge, just like your sand right. at the beach. I mean, there's just yeah. so much. But yeah. I mean, anything but, about the game that surprised you because, and then let's talk about the game as well, because I know, like you said, of course we, I mean, 10 first downs was to me a, a relatively, um, you know, like a goal that would be, it was a legitimate goal that, legitimate, yeah, yes. you know, at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. um, I do think, so one, I don't, you know, we did have this rain delay. So all yes. of us were, you know, standing, they wouldn't let us in the stadium. And I thought it was really funny because Michigan fans were complaining and it's like, literally this is about stadium safety with lightning in the area. <laughs> no. And they were getting mad. And, and that you know, was torrential like, too. Was, like that right. kind of rain was like crazy. I yeah. mean, I was having a time of my life yeah. tailgate. <laughs> yeah thank you michigan i have the sniffles from all that rain oh no doubt yeah i'm still bringing but, back some sniffles yeah no yeah doubt. um so i think everyone was you know with a little bit of a delay i think it only turned out to be like 35 40 minutes at the you know when it was all said and done for the delay but um i think everyone was a little irritable uh going mm-hmm. into the stadium uh obviously if you're standing outside and it's pouring rain on you around all these people you know any person would do that right yeah um but yeah, that, that ambiance was, was pretty impressive. Uh, for me, I think because of like on the stadium layout, like, you know, with my like audio video background, it wasn't as loud as I thought it was going to be. Mm. And I, mm. I, I don't know, maybe just because of how the seats are so spread out yeah. in a way, 
like the, the sound was going up maybe more yeah like, yeah like there wasn't the field. you know yeah because there are some stadiums you're going to be in and you're just like whoa it's you know it's like a wall of sound right yeah. i didn't and feel that them, way right i didn't feel that yeah. way so you, you know you pack in 110,000 people I think what was it like 110 512 or whatever the official yeah, was. Yeah, 112 no 110 12 I think. Like oh, okay. it was less yeah. actually than the official attendance at our last time we played there. But it still okay. was a record for most games in a row with at least 100,000 fans. Right. Yeah, in any yeah. game and you know that's impressive as well because you know obviously Michigan is is a national contender every year. They have to be that's the standard right. there. But I mean, to say to feel your your you know over a hundred percent because they're over a hundred percent capacity to so feel like ninety percent of your capacity ninety five for that at least a period of time that's that's pretty good. I mean, of course it's Michigan, of course there's tradition, but there's some there's mm-hmm. there there is something to say about consistently making sure your fan base shows up because you know it is right. it's a, it is a it is a chore for everyone. It, of course, not as much for us to fly across the country, but. For people that it's not like everybody lives in Ann Arbor that's a Michigan fan. Every a lot of people traveled it. A lot of Michigan people yeah. like said we're on the flight with us from Dallas yeah. because yeah. you know a lot of Michigan alums live in Dallas, Texas, and now are you know mm-hmm. rich people in Dallas. So you know that that everybody's making that effort and it's fun. It's it's a it's it's a truly a a you know a mecca type of trip for a lot for all of us. You know going right. to our our you know our wherever we go wherever we graduated from our alma maters or. And I think that was really cool. And that's the Michigan tradition that we got to see up front. And, and it is intimidating. It can be. But I, I thought our boys dealt with that part pretty well, like the sound and, and yeah. like the intimidation. And, of course, they're going to have times when you just can't, you know, it is what it is. But our boys, right. I thought, for the most part, did pretty well with that. So that thing, that's something that – and, you know, for the first down. So we'll, we'll go back to that first down number. We ended up with 13 first downs. So we did right. surpass the number. So that was nice as well. We had more first downs than punts, which is good. Yes, that's you know, true. Shipley yes. was busy. We had, you know, Shipley had 10 punts. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, those, those first couple drives, you know, I think there were three and outs the first two, and we were like, uh-oh, is this going to be the whole game? Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was kind of worried about. And, you know, we knew going in yep. at some point, whether it was the second quarter, the third quarter, the dogs were going to get called off, and, you know, the second, third, or four stringers were going to play and, you know, I sent you guys that fact earlier that was a little crazy, but they yeah. had over 100 players from Michigan had time um, in, in the game. So they played everybody. Everyone. Uh, Literally everyone. Yeah. 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 And like 36 players out of there. Yeah. 36 recorded a stat. I mean, it was, there's some crazy stats out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that our players, they kind of settled it in a little bit. And that's, you know, like you said, super intimidating, right? Coming in for you know, with all the history they have. And, you know, we, we technically have a lot of history too. You know, you're right. A, you're right. We do. hundred year right. program, uh, a little bit different on, you know, who we, we were playing in the twenties the and thirties. And, yeah. you know, we were, I don't even know when you look at some of those, like, you know, schedules of random teams that we just kind of picked up and found and played. Uh, but, you know, Hawaii does have a, a long, a long standing history with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think coaching kind of, adjusted a little bit. Um, and you know, we can get into our running back play or quarterback play. You know, we know our fellow Sean Iman had his grades. Um, yeah, you know, that came out. I actually sent him, I texted him like an hour after the game, kind of my grades and what I thought, um, you know, 
and we'll move into it as we talk about Duquesne, but, you know, quarterback play is still going to be an issue. Um, and it's going to be something to be really shown uh, tomorrow, or I guess technically today. Uh, I'm in, I'm in central time right now. So yeah, it's technically today. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, th- I do think that, you know, that I was really happy that the coaches kept the kids in the game and, you know, our team, they played until the end, mm-hmm. um, which is what you really need when you're in a rebuild, you know, type of situation. Yeah. A lot of these, and, you know, this is game three for a lot of these players, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is game three, first time playing with each other on the road, like Timmy said, his first road game. So, you know, yeah, for us to cover the spread, have the under, um, you know, I, it was fun. Uh, you know, I think we really enjoyed it, but there's still a lot of work to do, obviously. And then, and I think so. that's something that we're trying to put into perspective appropriately, because right. obviously as fans, you know, we, we are going to be skew positive, you know, because right. when you are a fan of a team and you want to stay engaged, but it's important to stay um, positive, but also realistic because you need to stay competitive period as a program. And we talk about that on the show all the time, staying competitive as an entire athletics program as entire brand, really, because mm-hmm. now we're talking about selling who we are as a brand. And we look at Michigan, we look at their, you know, their Air Jordan clothes and everything that's just regal and like, you right. know, and, and, but you also look at the way that they um, animate their history and show mm-hmm. it off to the world and the way like within Michigan stadium on the rafters, how they have stories and pictures and kind of, I felt like mm-hmm. a lot stadium, we kind of had that for a while where I felt like a hearkening to an old days and a reminder is like, this is on built on history and um, just on the years of, of, of success, yes, but of building something that has really turned into a monster for some of these power five schools, let's be honest, but really had humble beginnings and really academic beginnings. And that's still there. Like in Michigan is one of those power five machines, but that history is still there. That college football feel of, I'm proud to be an alum of this place. I'm here just as a student or an alum. And, and that was still built in and that was in, in, in um, impressive as well. But because you brought up Sean and his report, we have to, of course, um, shout out <laughs> our boy, Shane and Sean, our, our other two thirds of rainbow wrap up. Um, but, um, you know, Sean, he gave the offense and defense both a C special teams, B coaching C plus crowd. A I'm hoping is he means us. Of course, if, if we were on TV, <laughs> if you're a CS on big 10, uh, network, you, you briefly showed us, uh, you see fuchsia with a flag, um nope. he said commentators d <laughs> i don't know we don't know no. we didn't hear the game no i i didn't even i didn't even know that there was a replay of that i'm sure there was at some point on big 10 network um i do want to say like going back a little bit to tradition okay yeah. so with michigan this is actually the first time that they didn't do that blue go blue that's game. right that's right so, i forgot about that where they hit um, the banner and ever that's yeah the first yeah. time since like 61 when they first did it like I asked, game. I asked somebody yeah. if they saw it. Remember, didn't I ask? Cause we, I was late obviously getting in yeah. okay, another thing people don't realize when I got in, the lady didn't even look at our ticket. She legit was like, come in, come in. Like we, they, there was a certain point where they just stopped checking tickets or something. So they no, they don't scan them. They literally just look to see if you have something in your hand. Yes. You could have been holding anything. Like, 
Right. And, but I feel like though, if someone's in your seat, that's where there's so many ushers. That's where it'll get settled. Uh, how can you tell if it's your seat or not? You can't even see your seat because like we're all sitting on metal benches. Yeah. I mean, that's really the only way to get 110,000 people into one building, one facility. Like you just have to like, yeah. And I was expecting, you know, security and checking bags. Like I I had my phone, my wallet out of my pockets because I expected, you know, to put it in some basket, right. And walk through a metal detector or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, you know, college age girl or something just says, you know, show me your ticket. And I, I did that. And then Cursory I right glance and I at like, your phone. And then, okay, come in. No <laughs> yeah. machines. There was no machines either. There was no, no, no. we walked in. We just yeah. walked in. I yeah. was like, wow, uh, this is crazy. And this is Michigan. And that should tell you something too. Like, did they sweat that? No. Did they, they're like, whatever. People are here to have a good time and, and people right. stuck around, you know, people stuck around. Yeah. I, you know, it was, it was really, um, just a tremendous occasion for for both of us. I mean, for both teams in in that Michigan, you know, did it does its thing for its fans, and it's their one in eight times a year where people fly in. But it's also was cool because we were that guest that week that got to play them, and I think that's that is great. And I, I do like that yeah. part of it. Of course, I was really nervous, honestly, going to skin, like I said, about just our player safety. And was yeah, that- you know, we were really worried about injuries, and uh, you know, I think we had. What was it one minor? I think it was Vanderpool that had that. Um, it was just one play early on, right yeah. in the first half. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you know there's your usual bump strings, exactly. whatnot, bruises that we, especially playing a, a team as as fast and as big as they are. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think health wise, we came out pretty well unscathed. I, I'd say yeah. so. I, I'd say so um, too. So I was happy about that and. You know, like, yeah. of course, I was happy that we beat the spread. Of course, I mean, the spread is not something we care about. I've never bet on our team ever. I've never <laughs> bet on football in my life, honestly. I've never actually even yeah. gambled on sports. And it's because I've just never been that person. Not that I haven't been tempted to ever do it, but I never would do it mm-hmm. on Hawaii. But I, um, I, 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 I thought it was a good measurement. I thought 51 and a half was fair given their level yeah. of talent, given – Right. their abilities to just you know mow us down and any way they want they use the roman wilson off of the end around why did he score um so use the whole yep. player to score a touchdown on us and i was mm-hmm. like wow really adding insult to injury right there but um you know I, I at the end of the day our our goal wasn't to come in and win our goal was to come away respectable and i feel like you know breaking off that long run thailand hines that was exciting yeah. moment for us as fans. I mean, we were going berserk. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, know, and, you know, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's another Texas running back, just like Jordan Johnson, and uh, mm-hmm. Tylen's a true freshman, I believe, as well. Um, I don't think he's a red shirt, right? I, I think this is his actual yeah. first year. Um, but yeah, you know, having some like that, and you know, like I said, with you know Timmy and the coaches, just making sure, hey, we're not lying down. We're going to keep playing. You know, even though it's your you know, at, at that point, probably they're four stringers or third stringers or whatever it is, but they're still playing hard. Of course. You know, and, yeah. and that was the big thing that, you know, it's good to see. Yeah. Right. Because like you said, we could have just lined up and ran the ball three plays in a row, punted and done yeah. that every drive, every drive and, 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 you know, hopped on the plane and went home. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we were trying to make adjustments. We were trying to throw the ball. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I, I think quarterback play is still a little suspect. Yeah. Along with some of our, you know, play calling. Talk about that. that. You and Talk I about that. Pretty... I mean, I knew the shoemaker. That was the name that came out of your mouth in the beginning of the game, and which is yeah, we bring that name up a lot because 
the offensive mm-hmm. corner is has is always under the microscope at the University of Hawaii. That's how it always has been, and that's right. why we expect accountability from that particular yeah. coach. We don't talk about other coaches like we talk about the offensive coordinator because you are literally calling the plays. Um, but right. I mean, I, offensive identity. Do you think after three games we've developed one? You know, the only big thing that I saw is. When you when you're not switching out quarterbacks as much as we have, and it's not even just this year, you can go back to, you know, Cole and and Chevin, you know, and, and Rolo and doing all that stuff like that in the past, you know, three four years. But mm-hmm. um, getting to like, hey, this is our quarterback, we're going to run with him. That's a big difference, right? Because throwing motion and, and you know, it, it's really tough to really just say, Hey, this is how our offensive identity is when you're swapping quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, we used three last game, right? Yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky. I mean, you know, Cam Cooper came in for a little bit for, I guess he only had like four plays or something, but yeah, same thing. Right. So when you talk about your chemistry with your receivers and your quarterback and also with your center, you know, these are things that you have to kind of figure out, you know, and at the same time, you've got Michigan on the other side, they finally took them to this game. They figured out their quarterback quote unquote exactly. controversy, yeah. but that's what it takes, right? It's like, okay, you know, Timmy's kind of figured out. He's like, you know what? This is our guy. Let's roll with it. Same mm-hmm. thing with shoemaker. Now you can start to kind of game plan a little bit more, but early on, especially in the first quarter, I just didn't feel like shoemaker was really giving our players opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how big Michigan is on their D line. You know how fast their secondary is. So that's where you have to find your little, you know, short slants and stuff like that. But like, you know, we're running these little like wide receiver bubbles and that you're expecting one of our receivers to block this, you know, like you said, four or five star corner. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then make a play and, you know, where I'd rather, Hey, let's try to get a three, four or five yard slant or something where you can get a little bit of, you know, yeah. Expecting some more guys to go one-on-one against the starters of Michigan. I just, I, th- I think it put us behind the eight ball way too soon. You know, that's why those three and outs were so quick. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that first drive, what we, well, that first drive was like under a minute. Remember? Yeah, we were like so talking, we're like, whoa, we're in some trouble. You know, um, I mean, it would have, like you said, it would have been better if we went, if we just ran the ball three times in the row to yeah. run some clock. Just to run the clock. Yeah. Because you're right. Yeah. So we did a Dedrick Parson run, run for one yard, and then we snapped the ball on. That was at 1455, 1417. We snapped the ball. Dietrich Parson run for two yards. Okay, so we're running clock. 1335, it's third and seven. And then we decided to pass. Yeah, and that was an incomplete pass. So we took up a minute and 36 on that first drive. Michigan set, gets the ball, two plays, <laughs> 66 yards, 36 seconds, two plays. First yep. and 10, Blake Corum run for 24 yards. The very next play, it, it was Roman Wilson, 42 yards for touchdown. And you know, and that was a thing that's like Michigan was so efficient. And it's like if they use their starters all the time, that's or even that's what we would expect. You know, that's how efficient there would be. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of the, the Michigan fans were actually talking about this, too. They were a little worried. And I know there's been some blogs and stuff, too. But they have had a we'll call it a softer schedule. You know, we'll be honest about that. Um, you know, playing Hawaii included, right? So yeah. Yeah. they won't really be tested even like tomorrow. I think they're favored by 49. Yeah, they play UConn tonight, tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, until they play Iowa, which is at Iowa, that's going to be their first true test. But yeah, when we saw them in that first and second quarter, pretty efficient. Um, I think 
uh, what's it? I think the only incompletion was a dropped pass by a receiver. It wasn't even like it was a bad throw um, for JJ, right? Yeah. Uh, because he went like 11 for 12 or something. I mean, you know, QBR was, I don't know, insane in the 300s. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what a lot of stuff with, you know, like we talked about with Shoemaker, I just didn't know what in the world he was trying to do. And at the same time too, you know, he did come from a pretty proficient offense at Eastern Washington, but that's a big deal for our coaching staff. Yeah. So even though they're trying to prep our players, this is, this could have been, I mean, I don't know his history, but this could have been his first time in the big house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is his first time. It's like, how do I game plan? Exactly. You know, this is like, that Michigan's up there, right? This is how do I game plan against a Georgia and Alabama, a Michigan, you know, where do you start? Right. So I'm sure there was a lot of nerves, especially from our coaching staff. Um, but yeah, I was really confused on, you know, some of the stuff we were doing and, you know, nothing against our offensive line, which is supposed to be one of our stronger, um, areas on, you know, returning wise, but you can't run the ball against Michigan right down the middle two or three times a drive because that's all you're going to get is those two or three plays and then you're punting you know this one so that was just, you're right we had punt 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 so often in the first half 136 yeah. 137 on the sec drive um and then michigan you know but you're like you're saying shibley was at least helping us out giving them you know making them work the field they had to go 77 yards michigan for that second drive but yep. they were just so efficient it was just crazy yeah, third, I just third drive, you know. five plays, ninety yards. Like, wow, thirty-five, <laughs> two minutes and thirty-five seconds. Just, it's like Shipley was doing his best to pin them, and it's like mm-hmm. any other team, our defense might have been able to just step up and maybe make something happen or whatever. But it's just, it's just a Michigan team. Yeah, and and you know there were, there were adjustments too that we needed to make on defense. Um, I felt that even though Michigan was is obviously a better team than what we played with our tackling got a little bit better, which yeah. is, you know, a good progress to see. Um, you know, that's what we were worried about, right? It's going to yeah. look like some crazy highlight reel where there's 10 missed tackles and this guy runs for a 70 yard touchdown. Um, yeah. So that felt like a little bit better and contain, uh, you know, special teams was pretty solid. I would say, yeah. um, you know, Shipley was busy. Yeah. I think he had 10 punts. His average was about 40 or so. Um, we almost had, a, what was it? Uh, that first three and out, we almost had a blocked punt too. Yeah. I think, I know it looked right. like it could have laid out for one. Yeah. Yeah. So what was yeah. cool about our scores? So in the Heinz, before that 50 yard, yard touchdown, Yellen got sacked for a 12 yard loss, which was, could have been even more deflating. And then we had that holding the Michigan holding. Um, but you know, like it's like things, when it could have been down, yes, the team was able to rally and make something happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, overall, 56 to 10, any other time we would be really upset. And, of course, we're not happy that we lost, but um, right. we, didn't, we didn't leave with our heads low, I don't think. I don't think the players did either. I think they, they felt they did okay, and they did as best as they can. Yeah. Um, but now given – okay, we know Hawaii's reputation for being a bad beat – quote unquote or a bad bet because you know the over under for this game was 66 and a half and it ended up at 66 yeah. um but uh also you know, shout out to the week before with western kentucky same yeah. thing yeah no exactly so <laughs> i'm like do we have that national reputation do you think for the betters like they're like avoid hawaii at all costs now like obviously we fooled everybody with that that vandy one i mean and i think right. a lot of the betters were kind of upset about that one but 
you know, we don't care what you want to bet on our team. You got to do with it. But at the same time, it is a pretty good measure and a gauge of, of where as a program we are. And I feel like yeah. um, now though, you've, you know, brought a lot of these to my attention every week as well. And we share them um, these, <laughs> these top 25 of the bottom reverse top 25, right. AKA uh-huh. bottom 25s. And Hawaii has found itself as number one on almost every national bottom right. um, 25. I mean, do you think that is, first of all, do you think that's fair? You know, I, I think it's, it's fair. Um, yeah. You know, the, the tough part is, is that, you know, it, it's not like any of these, you know, bottom 25 have played each other yet. I mean, we yeah. have, I think, I think I said we have three of them, right? There was Utah state. Um, who were the other New Mexico state? And there was a third, I thought that we were playing on our schedule this season. Um, you know, so you knock out a few of those and yeah, you never know. We end up, four and nine somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would obviously take us out of that, that bottom, uh, area, but yeah, that one is, th- those are tough. I-, I think those are, you know, you could flip a coin, you can argue for any team really in there, but until you at least get through halfway, where halfway of the season where some of these teams are actually playing each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, our history with the past, you know, these coaching changes and and all that mess with the Senate and everything and the rebuilding side. I I think that gives a, gives a a lot to us as far as like, Hey, they're truly, that's why they gave us this true bottom. You know, it it isn't like, Oh, we were turning, you know, same coach, same players and we're playing the same thing over again. You know, like some of these teams. Yeah. It's like a just, it's like a qualified Hawaii is in this situation now. But you know, yeah, they, that, they added the externals. It's, yeah, it's the externals that are not, you know, on between the lines in the field. So fair and unfair, you know, that's a it's a tough one. But you know, so far we haven't really shown. I, I think that the Vandy game surprised all of us. Yeah. Um, I mean, even me in particular, I thought I was hoping. Maybe it was a little more hoping, but I I kind of was thinking that Vandy was going to be a little bit of a 50-50 shot. Maybe we would lose by you know a touchdown or two, but it would be close at least through the first half. You know, yeah. Um, but that was yeah, that was kind of eye opening for the season. So, well, given that um, we are where we are right now, zero and three, and mm-hmm. for me, my predictions, I th- I thought we were going to be here at zero and three, so I'm I'm not surprised at all, but. Yeah. Um, this is where in week four, I and most of us would would probably choose, especially as our fans of this team. We've circled this Duquesne game as a game that um, is is the win for us this year because we're. Right. Um, but you know, nothing is a guarantee as well. And what scares yeah. me a little bit about this game as well is the fact that there is familiarity because with Yellen knowing some of those Pittsburgh um, area guys and some of those guys that were his teammates at Pitt that are now Duquesne. Mm-hmm. I don't like the familiarity because whenever there's familiarity, there's not that aura anymore of like, Oh my gosh, these guys are, you know, might be better than us. We're going to travel. Like Duquesne's going to come in here, you know, really believing that they can win this game as well. And knowing that we're zero and three and talking as if this is the game that we're going to win, you know, that's right. We're not in any position to definitely say that as well, but what are your, you know, coming into this game? Um, what is your, you know, do you think, we are on the pace that you expected it to be. Do you think we're behind and you know, what, what do you think about this game coming up? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you. And, you know, we expected if we were lucky, we were going to go into this game one and two. 
yeah. right? That we would maybe sneak out a win with the first two. Obviously, we knew Michigan was pretty much, you know, guaranteed. But yeah, yeah, I I do think that you know it really it really depends on what we've done in the beginning of the week with practice and how Timmy's handled the team, right? Because it's it can be demoralizing, right? So that's where coaching is super important, right here. Of course, of um, yes. But if he can really take everything that came out of like the second half. I mean, you know, we won the third quarter at Michigan, right? Yes, we did. So, yes, we did. Um, and, and yeah, you know, you, like we said, three star, four star, five stars, they're still playing. Whether you're a four string at Michigan, you were there, you know, every once in a while you've got to walk on, but these guys were recruited to say, Hey, we want you to play at Michigan. So, you know, they're, you know, pretty good. Of course, um, of course. But if you can take some of these wins here, and a lot of the improvements like we've talked about, right? So we had zero turnovers that game, which yeah. is better than the, uh, what did we have Western Kentucky? Uh, six last week, yeah, I six. think. Yeah. And then we had like four, was it four at Vandy or, or at home at Vandy? Yeah. yeah. It was four, right? So, you know, zero turnovers, which is a little surprising, but, you know, in a happy way. Yeah. Um, one penalty. One penalty. Which, yeah, that's the, that was, was the a hold, right? Goal. For me, that was the best yeah. cut because having 12 the week before and a lot of those yeah. being on the players and the coaches where the coaches, that's where they show us that they can coach too. And yeah. they showed us, they showed us, they made the adjustments and that's, that was impressive. Right. I think that's great. That was a great. Yeah. Well, and, and the big thing too, and you know, there were some times where you could see it got a little chippy, but you know, nothing was called, but Hawaii in, in recent years and even in past years, we've always been known as, you know, I guess more to fans, but like we have all the dumb penalties, Yeah. you know, yeah. these late hits, these, you know, cheap shots, like dumb stuff. Exactly. Right. So I'm okay. Like I'll, I'm, you know, you have a PI, you have a hold stuff, you know, during play of course, yeah. it's fixable. Yeah. Right. But it's the, it's, it's false starts, you know, it's the, after the play, those are the dumb things that need to be corrected. And that was really impressive you know, from last week to Michigan, right. From Western Kentucky to Michigan, that was the biggest difference I thought, you know, and especially being in an environment, um, you know, not having a false start. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like you've got 110,000 people. We'll call it 108,000 for Michigan. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they're all screaming. Right. <laughs> and the fact that our, our O-line <laughs> held it together and, you know, Yellen did a, you know, a good enough job to keep everyone yeah. together like hey here's our snap count and you know hats off to the team and the coaches for that because that's you know but stuff like this is what you can take into tomorrow or today's game right yeah so if you can see improvement in that um one i would really love to see a passing touchdown because we are zero for three games without a <laughs> without a passing touchdown yeah right now yeah. uh that would be and you know even if it's a if it's a screen to a running back and he runs 80 yards, it's a passing touchdown. We'll take it. Um, no fees or minimums. But, but yeah. Overdraft fee. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am like, it. sorry. I'm like looking at some of the, uh, the, the stats from Michigan and yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of those yeah. are impressive and I, there, mm -hmm. yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of big takes and, and that's where, you know, hopefully the coaching staff is really harped upon. Let's take all the good stuff, you know, let's work on, you know, your quote unquote mistakes and, and adjustments that you need to do. But yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really get to watch. I, I saw a few highlights from that Duquesne Florida state game, although it was kind of similar to, you know, us against Michigan, right. There's a lot of firepower on one side and then, you know, not so, so much from the other. Um, 
but yeah, you, you know, I, I think that tomorrow, you know, today, uh, whatever you want to call it is it, I think it's going to be closer. Um, I don't, I think it's gonna be a close game. It's going to get decided in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. I really, I mean, obviously I would take it if we win by 30, you know, celebrate party, you know, make Manoa party till four in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I see it as being a close game tomorrow, but you know, hopefully we can take some of these big things and hopefully have an offense that kind of is a little bit more aggressive. I feel like, you know, we haven't, and we've talked about our receivers, you know, trying to find a deeper threat, right. Um, they're just trying to go vertical. I, I think that's a, a problem we've had. I don't really think we've had a ton of, you know, joined back the past three games and, you know, I've been fortunate to see all three in person, but I can't really m- remember a lot of just long shots. And if it was a long shot, it wasn't even close. Like it was underthrown, throw out of the bounds or, you know, overthrown by 10, 15 yards. Um, but yeah, being a little more aggressive on offense, um, I think, you know, would, would be really nice to see, you know, we, we just, with our offensive identity, it's been so much of this short stuff and, you know, swinging it out to receivers and hoping they're, you know, athletic enough to, you know, make a play. Right. Um, I think with, you know, the fact that maybe this is the chance that we are the uh, more talented team, like where you can put the rosters up against each other and maybe we Mm -hmm. can out talent the Duke Duquesne or out athletic them. And I, I'm, and I'm just saying this, I, I mean, I, 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 and I, I'm not saying this from a bit, from any place of knowing Duquesne that well, but just given the FCS status, given the fact that they're not one of the better teams, this is not the Appalachian state back then of the FCS, you know, this is a team that right. struggles as well. So I had, I had said 44, 24 before the season starts that we would win this game. And I can still actually see that happening. If we get on a good um, streak of, of, you know, getting some kind of offense going, clicking. Um, and I think the biggest thing will be scoring again in the first set or the first quarter, um, scoring mm-hmm. maybe on the second drive. I mean, if we score on the second drive, I think it'll be, we have a chance of running away with the game, um, like scoring. And I'm assuming we're going to score on the first drive is what I'm saying. We score on the first two drives okay. and, and we can keep something going. Um, but I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to think now though, that there is a, a good chance that, like you said, the game won't be decided to the fourth quarter. Um, ESPN has on their um, matchup predictor, Hawaii, 90, 90.6% chance. Right. A nine out of 10 chances of winning this game. So that's that's pretty high. But like we, like we yeah. said, yeah. I mean, I think there's a better chance of Duquesne beating us than us beating Michigan. Put it that way. I mean, like it's not <laughs> it's not out of the realm that Duquesne can right. beat us. Whether we're at, and that, I mean, that's just uh, honestly, like I think there's a lot bigger discrepancy between, you know, us and, and Michigan than us and Duquesne. So um, I don't think they're going to come in here just laying down, but I also think that we actually have a chance to, to really be the aggressor from the beginning. And, and that would, that's going to help. I mean, we play Tennessee Martin and our UT Martin, um, you know, with Rolo and getting that, it was important after that Michigan game to get a win and um, right. to be able to just find footing and you know, that year we ended seven and seven. And like we said, that was a way different time. There was way different, mm-hmm. you know, roster. Um, but, and this is a much different roster, but like I said, for me before the season, my prediction was four and nine anyways. And it was, you know, Owen, Owen three at this point beating Duquesne. And even before the game, I want to be honest, I, I picked us to lose the New Mexico state and I still think we can win four <laughs> games, but I just think it's going to take a while for us to get going. So that's why I'm not as, 
I'm, I'm like you, I, I think I'm more worried about what, you know, our, our offensive coordinator is doing and what mm-hmm. questions around that, because, and you know, a lot can go to the fact that he's had to use so many different quarterbacks. So maybe he's had to adjust to the, quarterback, right. the offense and not really being able to establish a single guy to create around and to, you know, mm-hmm. be the foundation of. So I, I, I give him that as well, but definitely against Duquesne. Here's a chance for the team to be on all assault, like the kind game where it's like, we're not even going to make any excuses. Like this is fourth game into the season. This is a team that you're supposed to beat. So what do you think? um, What are some just goals that you would like to see for this team, at least from the quarterback play particularly? Well, I know we, you know, we've struggled over the season, just, and accuracy. Um, I think we're yeah. right oh, at 50%. Gosh, the Michigan so, game. Yeah. I think he was yeah. 50%. Yeah. In Michigan. Yeah. So, you know, something like in, you know, we always, our, our goal was always 65, 70, course, right? Yeah. 70 um, all the time for Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, Paul Brennan really said this is 75%, but you're looking at how right. efficient NFL quarterbacks are and playing against those secondaries. I mean, they're at 70, right. 80%, but even Michigan, they were like 17 of 22. I think they're quarterbacks. So they were very efficient. Um, with their passing as well. So, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm for us to ask for 70, but we're trying to get a 60 right now. And that's, 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 yeah. yeah, I think 60 would be great. And, you know, obviously there's nothing against Colt, but like his receivers were so hungry. Oh, true. They were one that, that most aggressive bunch. I mean, you talk about, you know, Devon and rivers and, and all of them, they went and got that football, you know, Colt obviously was an amazing passer and, and put, you know, put some throws in places that was just insane. Right. Yeah. But they went out and got them. And that's the reason why his receiving core was so impressive as well. Um, you know, and, and that's something you just strive for, right. If you're a receivers coach is, you know, instead of waiting for the ball, like you've seen a lot of our receivers do go out and go get it. Right. Um, but I do see contrary to the entire, you know, old school Hawaii fan of loving the run and shoot. I, I kind of see us, kind of going towards an Alabama type of offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at the receiver, the running backs that we've had, um, who have been, you know, pretty impressive. I, I'd say we've got, you can't call it a four headed monster or anything, but yeah. you know, Lalay, um, Hines has been really impressive. You know, Jordan Johnson, we know, you know, he's got potential. And then you've got Parsons who's, you know, this Marion Barber type of, you know, yeah. running back. There's a lot of potential to say, Hey, let's line up, let's run the ball. Let's, you know, find some plays, get some blocking there. And then your quarterback just has to be a game manager. Yeah. You know, you look at a lot of these Alabama quarterbacks, um, you know, uh, was it John Parker Wilson, you know, my buddy, Greg McElroy, mm-hmm. like they just had to be game managers. Yeah. You know, you have to keep the defense on their right. toes. They're only throwing 20 times a game, but you know, they would go <laughs> 15 for 20. Right. <clears throat> but that's all they had to do. Every once in a while you take a shot deep to keep, you know, the defense honest. Okay. But they've always the, had these great running backs. That, well, you're right. And the thing about those those Alabama offs, okay, so I, that's what, okay. First of all, John Parker Wilson. The only thing that makes me think about him all the time is that TV show. What was that show called again? What was that show they did on MTV where they followed? And then he's like John Parker Wilson at the beginning, oh. and he, like introduces himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It was on MTV. What was that? It was on MTV, I believe, and they followed Alabama. They followed his high school. No, no, this was. Oh a- yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, two days. Yes, two yeah. days. Yes. And he's like, oh. John Parker so, Wilson. Yeah. Funny short story, by the way. <laughs> they actually weren't interested in my high school for that, but we declined. Uh, no way. They okay. Came to us first. 
I but, mean, that, got um, some, that must have got them some cred. That was before the IG days, though. So it's probably John oh, yeah. Wilson might have had a bigger yeah. following if he, you know, they had Instagram back then. But. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, I remember that. And I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. Uh, um, uh, uh, I like I really like that show, honestly, I have to say. And then, <laughs> you know, seeing them at Alabama. But, you know, going back to those offenses, I, I really like the hardball offense. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of like having a fullback and um, mm-hmm. running them out of the backfield, throwing to them, yeah. getting them blocked. I mean, yeah. I just think like having five wide, like, and I love how we do this trips thing. We've done it a lot. Um, and I call it the trips thing. Cause I feel like every time I watch it, even in, in spring, in, in summer, we worked on this trips thing and it worked, you know, when you're running to the week, doing this weak side, uh, running a guy off tackle, like how Tylen Hines scored that touchdown. So I like the counters and I like those type of, um, that style as well. Like some of Norm's stuff that he used to do in vintage <laughs> Norm days. Um, but it's like what it, it's so important. I feel like to have an identity as well. I think people are married to the idea of having a run and shoot in. I knew when we brought in shoemaker that the run and shoot was not going to happen. I just knew, I, I mean, no. it's like, well, we're not going to do the run and shoot. Obviously, even if this guy likes to throw, it's going to be something different, but, right. um, you know, I love having a traditional, you know, like two guys in the backfield. And I mean, I just, yeah. feel like you can throw to those guys as well and run crazy routes out of there and, um, would like right. to see that, but you know, we're not playing Madden or anything too, where it doesn't no, and, well. and it comes down to, you know, your quarterbacks and, and having that accuracy. So, you know, at, at some point, maybe you see a team that's like, Hey, you know, we can do an air raid or run and shoot type, but you look at all of our quarterbacks, <laughs> you know, in recent years and past years, they were super accurate, you know, whether, you know, they're short throws, whether they're deep balls. I mean, they gave our receivers a chance to catch the ball every single time. And that's what you need out of a run and shoot. And then you also have, you know, second and third level reads and, you know, you have to have that chemistry. So, you know, going back to that as well, figuring out, you know, hey, here's our quarterback. Let's stick with him. Let's go with it. Develop your chemistry with your receivers, Um, you know, short and spring, right, with our coaching staff, um, summer and then, you know, fall camp. So, yeah, I, I think that it's like, hey, you just you've had three games for now, but you got to pick a quarterback. And I don't even know if they've named a starter for tomorrow. If it's said, still yelling or not, gonna, I thought yelling was going to be okay. I didn't see if there was anything. I mean, you know, Shager definitely had his opportunities, but he just yeah, he has not come out very accurate at all. A lot of a lot of balls in the dirt, a lot of yeah, underthrown so stuff. many in um, the dirt. I, I'm just shocked that it seems yeah. like regressed, honestly. That's yeah. Like, like the kind, like it looks like you almost have like a rib injury that you're not able to just, you know, maybe have your full is. release. You know, maybe something. that's yeah. what it is. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. You know, who knows? So, right. you know, and I think Shager, I mean, he's clearly a tough guy. He was hurt in that game. He beat a nationally ranked Fresno State team like last right. year. Yep. You know, so he clearly has the ability to step up when necessary. And um, we'll see how it goes. But, the Duquesne game is going to be, I think, a solid measurement um, for yep. us, given that we can't make any excuses after this way. We can't have any um, moral victories. That's out the door. And also just um, a chance for us to be an aggressor, I think. I mean, to be the, the the team that comes out swinging. We thought that would be us against Randy. And we're like, okay, now it's going to be us against Western Kentucky. And then I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be us against Michigan. It's just Michigan. But now it's like okay, guys. This is no. This is the game where right we have a chance yeah. to to do something, and people are going to be definitely extra watching the result of this game. I think people in Hawaii or the casual fans are really looking at this game as a 
okay, this is a game we have to win. Like, are, are we going to drop down? People are talking about dropping to D2. Um, you know, and then, of course, people have always been saying that, but Steven Sai, he kind of implied something when he made his, he did an article this past week about, um, and shout out to Steven Sai, who we love having on the show as well, but, you know, he made a, he, he made a, a list of what we would be missing if there was no UH football and, it was kind it's of, a lot. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? You know, and it, but even though we talk about that on the show all the time, you know, that right. our existence is at stake. Now the right. mainstream, mainstream establishment, as some would like to call it, media is also, um, you know, starting to start the rumble. So do you think that that is, um, you know, a justifiable thing now to be talking about the existence of the program or dropping to a different classification? Oh, I think it's definitely a worry, uh, you know, and that would be huge because of how many of what it funds. You know, it, I get it, a lot of people like, oh, this is, you know, a state university. And, you know, they always talk about teacher and professor salary versus coaching salary. And, you know, Timmy is one of our actually lower paid coaches that we've had in the past you know, couple of decades. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the funding that it does bring and, you know, it would be it would be really huge. Um you know, obviously we've got a lot of stuff, you know, we can go into stadium and, and attendance and stuff like that too. But, you know, it really comes down to how big of, how big a deal is tomorrow is, you know, yeah. it's yeah. not that it's the end all game, but this is a big turning point because like you said, it's about keeping fans involved, the casual fans. And, you know, we've seen some in our group, they're like, okay, I'm just going to wait until it gets better. And then, yeah, you know, we're yeah. kind of like, what if it doesn't? Yeah, exactly. You know, what, it's like, what, just, it's like, just enjoy what like, we have now. Don't have to yeah. like, think about anything. You know, I mean, they are, you know, the university is lucky to have, you know, a, a lot of great fans like our, our, you know, close friends group, because yeah. I think you made the comment like, yeah, if we were a D2, we'd still show up. We would we show would, up we would. elementary yeah. school or middle school stadium. And yeah. still watch play. <laughs> at Palolo um, Elementary, we would be watching <laughs> them play. And that would be yeah. fun, actually, in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, it, is, it is something to say because you are one as well whose family generation yeah. is what brought yeah. you to this. Um, so what, right. what does it make yeah. you think when you think of your grandparents looking at the program now? I mean, my grandfather looking at the program now. Bless his heart. <laughs> he's still paying that pay-per-view. He's still hoping yeah. in his bows, watching the replays literally five times, six times, like torturing himself over and over again. I, there's very few people. I mean, there's probably a lot of people like my grandfather just – can't get enough uh-huh. of this team, even in losses. But I mean, we do miss that that day. I yeah. mean, those visions of being in the stadium, and I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I think that you know another thing to take back from this Michigan game. The nice thing for me for a lot of stuff that I saw is that we got beat because they were better talented, and you know they had the athleticism and the talent, and it wasn't because of an effort. And it wasn't because of, you know, dumb mental mistakes, which is what's kind of plagued us in the past. Yes. You know, Hawaii, you go back to, what was that, that triple OT with Houston and that bowl and that giant fight that broke out after. Oh that wasn't God. one of, you know, that was one of many, right? Yes. So, you know, Hawaii's had a reputation in the past of being yep. kind of a dirty team at times, a lot of late hits, a lot of dumb stuff. So, you know, having that of a better reputation of, hey, let's play some, you know, smarter, some cleaner football and then, you know, that's how you get better, right? Yeah. Because then if a team's going to come in and beat us, it's because you were better than us, not that we beat ourselves. Because, yeah. we, you know, we've been that team for a long time. You know, we'd, we'd do some great things and then we'd shoot ourselves on the foot somehow. And, you know, that's the difference between, you know, a good team and a great team, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, it would be really, it'd be really tough to, you know, for us. Well, get, to, it uh, also gets me wondering, spot. okay, so when you talk about really, you know, good and great teams, we talk about coaches and their styles. Do you right. think that Timmy's style is too, is, I don't know, are June and Belichick on opposite sides of the player, spectrum player, coach, relationship? I don't know. It's like, it's like you got to be hands off, but you got to be hands, you got to be hands on, but you got to be hands off, right? Belichick is still probably seen as in, intimidating to his players more than a friend to his players. And I feel like he, he, he wants to keep it that way all the time. And of course, we're using yeah. an example of a guy who's won multiple Super Bowls. So, you know, we're right. using the top example that you can, Bill Belichick. But there, something is always to be said about his culture. Of course, it's cheating. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. a verifiable cheater. Yeah. You know, there's something to say about his style, right? The the way that his players must adhere to a certain code and a certain way of doing things. And, you know, I'm wondering, I don't know, have you seen anything or where do you think Timmy lies on that spectrum of, of, of player discipline? Um, I think Timmy, I think he kind of had to be, but he's a little more on the buddy, buddy side of the players. Um, I think he has earned a lot of their respect and, you know, which is a good thing. I, I think that because of, you know, with the whole, you know, Todd Graham situation and, and some of that, you had to kind of earn that team back. Right? Yeah. True. Um, true. Very true. And, and that's why you've seen a little, a little bit more per- personally to me, maybe a little bit too much of the extracurricular stuff. Um, yeah. you know, cause, but then again, like I came from a high school and, and college where like, we were on the, the Todd Graham thing. Like we got yelled at, we, you know, not berated badly, but you know, yeah. that's what you're used to. Right. Of course. And, but at the same time, you know, we loved and respected our coaches, you know, their, their treatment of us was always like, Hey, we're going to be hard on you, but we expect the results to come after, but you also get rewarded, you know, for the good things as well. But they always had your back. You know? I had an old school coach so, in college and I had to, I literally, I just went to my 53 reunion and kind of made amends with him and, I think, I think as a, I know it's because I know that he wanted the best for me. I think that we could have communicated better, but he threw pencils at me. He would yell at my face. He'd swear. Like he'd do crazy stuff. Like I was just like, wow. I I mean, I, I I can get a temper. So I not even, I wasn't even that. I wasn't even, it's just the fact that that's how you would choose to, as a coach, communicate with your kid. And I mean, I feel like you do. The buddy buddy thing is is not always the best way to go as well. But at the same time, like you said, gaining trust is important because right. having a player be able to go to their coach and trust that they will understand them mm-hmm. when they have an issue or or whatever is important. But also knowing that you don't want to cross your coach, that you want to keep all the rules. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's you know, I, I'm hoping that our players and I feel like, you know, that player culture is is healthy right now. So I definitely yeah. think they're going to give coach a, the benefit of the doubt for that one. Right. And, and then you know, I think that's helped with the, the penalties this week. They've shown that they can, they can, they can be better. So that's great. Right. And, you know, going back to that too, I think, you know, when you're talking about Timmy and a June Jones and a Belichick, you know, Timmy alone, he's, de- he's trying to develop his own culture and, and his ideology when it comes to being a head coach. Yeah. You know, he's been in the job since it uh, was, I mean, barely over half a year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he has to really decide, you know, where am I going? You know, where am I going to, how am I going to be as a coach? And, you know, that, that'll obviously change uh, as he progresses and, 
you know, it was interesting to hear him make that comment. I think we called a coach of, you know, his 20 year plan. Um, you know, hopefully it's a little more accelerated. I mean, you know, yeah. I'd love to have him around, but let's make some moves. I, I, soon, I, I, right? I, um, yeah, but yeah, you know, he's got to develop his own, you yeah. know, and he's doing it as he goes. Right. Yeah. This is someone who, you know, we've talked to, you guys have talked about this on the show before, you know, these coaches have, a decent amount of experience, but a lot of them haven't really been in their, these higher up roles for a long period of time yet. Yeah. So same thing with shoemaker, you know, he's got to develop his idea and, you know, it's, it's, it's a mixed plate right now. Our offense yeah. and, you know, our defense are just, Hey, let's, let's throw out what we have. Let's, let's play the personnel we have. Um, and you know, we'll kind of see, but yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a young coaching staff, you know, I mean, yeah, so a lot of these guys are our age or pretty close. <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah. are. Yeah. They're I mean, not, they're all, yeah. you know, late thirties and guys. Yeah. Who are, I mean, there's even younger. I mean, this, let's be honest, the staff, he has a bunch of 20 year olds on that staff too, that are just yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. um, you know, get their footing into college football. So, you know, like when Todd Graham put his son in charge of the offense, I, to me, it was like, well, let us just put our a local boy there. I mean, at least let us just, you know, if you were just going to be a stepping stone for you and uh, a resume marker for your son, like, let's just do that for Hoy. And then Timmy goes and hires some guy that he's never met before. But, you know, like, I think... <laughs> they like, had a Zoom call first, but yeah. They have, okay, they had a Zoom call, yeah. I'm they sure. had, like, they a Zoom call. call There's a friend request on Facebook, hopefully. Right. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I feel like this is this was an opportunity to to bring in somebody like, um, you know, just like us, we had, we, we can name guys like Sussman or guys like, you know, who have offensive minded local people who've worked right. like Timmy himself. I mean, this naturally would have been a great spot for Timmy to be offensive coordinator in June. Oh yeah. Coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, people right. can't say that that would not be better like than right now. Cause let's be honest. Like we could still have Timmy a part of this. Timmy could still be a part of the future. He just mm-hmm. is giving a very a lot on his plate for someone who's never coached before it's a lot on his plate and it's fair to uh, to give him pause but it's also fair to say like why why did uh decide uh, and we know we've made a lot of we've stated a lot of reasons why timmy was hired but the fact mm-hmm. is he didn't apply because he knew this would be a tough job for him at from his current station at where he is would he yeah. ever be our coach we're all wanting him to be our coach and we could see him mm-hmm. being our coach for in the future but Mm-hmm. just a lot at this time to deal with player turnover and to deal with a dying in a lot of the eyes of the people of Hawaii program. And ones that are people are every day calling on to close shutter the entire program, not even to classify or underclass. I mean, to literally get rid of, and that is, that's a scary thing because you can only turn a blind eye to it for so long and act like everything's great. And, you know, Hawaii's good at that. You know, people in Hawaii do not want to avoid conflict and, um, you know, just would rather, you know, just keep things status quo if that meant saving their own jobs or saving face, right? Because that's how we are in Hawaii. And that is not how college football works. So college football is vindictive. You don't have to be like, you know, UCLA leaving Berkeley in the Pac-12. And that's literally the same school. And they're basically saying, we're going to go to Big Ten. You can stay. And we're leave, literally jumping off the boat. And right. you're sinking on that boat and you're going to let you sink. And that's crazy. I mean, that's the same university system and that, that is cutthroat. But um, at the same time, you know, it's, it's a matter of gaining a footing into 
this minor league football world, which is what college football has become. So where does Hawaii fit in it? It's fair to say maybe are we better at FCS? Are we better at D2? Probably not D2, but um, FCS is not necessarily a bad thing. And I would love to see another FCS school in Hawaii. Having two FCS schools to me would be better than having a mid-major that's consistently not able to compete. And especially if mid-major becomes even more of a strange fringe, like classification that's, that's kind of, because now the ADs of course, of the non, you know, of not, not the ADs of course, the big 10 or the SEC, but other ADs are like, we want the NCAA to stick around. Like before it was like, get out of our way NCAA, but they know that NCAA now is the only thing that really is going to keep them them together. Yeah. So that is the reason why people, you know, need to be, it, look, it, it's marked into a baby NFL. That's what college football is. And it's like, whether mm-hmm. you, they want to accept it or not is fair. If UH, if the state of Hawaii was serious about it from the beginning, when all of this happened in the nineties, going to two thousands with June, we would have made that investment and tried to get into the Pac-12, try to buy our way in, try to subsidize right. our way in since we subsidized our way into the mountain West, right? We discounted our way into the mountain West. We just kept, um, you know, losing, giving up reputation, giving up a lot to just, um, kind of keep a little place at the table. And that's what that mountain West, that's why we're only football, only affiliates. I mean, that is a slap in the face really in a lot of ways to mm-hmm. us. And yeah. I think, um, it's going to take a lot for us to change, but where we are right now is uh, we might be like Duquesne, um, in the coming years. So we'll, we'll see though, but Duquesne versus UH important game. Of course, this is only the fourth game of the season. Got nine more games to go. If you want to come join me and Ryan, even on the road, um, check us out. HISportsfans.com. I know, um, you know, we'll be in New Mexico state next week. We got a big tour against, uh, when UH goes to SDSU, we'll have the Cowboys and the Rams at SoFi stadium. I'm going to be there this weekend going right back to SoFi for Falcons versus Rams. And I got a small group from Hawaii coming, a private group that I'm going to take to SoFi. We're going to have the ultimate SoFi experience. And we're going to see Marcus right there coming out of the visitor tunnel. So that is that experience. We got a lot of UH road games coming up as well. We got, of course, our San Jose state trip. Go check that one out. And we're just about to close our Colorado state tour, which includes Broncos jets from the club. And also the Georgetown loop railroad. We're going to go hang out in the Rocky mountains. Uh, we're going to go do a course brewery tour, some tasting. So we're going to go have fun in Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, John Denver would love this tour. So come join us. HISportsfans.com. Info at HISportsfans.com. If you have any questions at HISportsfans on Instagram and Twitter and come Facebook us. Follow us on YouTube. There's so many ways to get a hold of us. Come on, it's the internet these days. But um, a big mahal to Ryan. You'll come see him. If you, if you come see us in Section 122, you'll you'll find Ryan and I um, this season as well. Um, so come say hi. But uh, mahalo, Ryan, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Wayne. Go Bows. Go Bows. Aloha. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.